This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live on a Thursday. Father Jason Leffer joining me, Father James Gross, priests of the Diocese of Fargo, from our studios in the beautiful near south side historic district of Grand Forks, North Dakota, as uh, we have a, a wonderful summer's day. A little, ha- I don't think it's hazy necessarily, it's but there smoke. is the wildfire the, the smoke li- lingering still smoke. in the air. Yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, yeah, it, that in itself is an interesting topic because the fact that it's been so evident to so many of us not just in the northern plains but in other parts of the state leads people to believe that it's been a historically severe year and in many locations it has been but then you hear other people say that you know there are records of maybe 50 100 years ago where there were more acres burned and you know and it gets into sort of a political football that way too but we we can't uh you know, we can't lose sight of the uh, difficulties that those who are closest to the fires are facing. In many cases, they are relatively far away from um, population centers, but in the, in the uh, instances where that is not the case, it definitely is uh, a lingering problem that's been experienced this summer, something about which we'll continue to have to pray. Also, um, this is the typical time of the year when uh, parts of the United States are most endangered by the threat of tropical storms and hurricanes there is a hurricane in the pacific that is uh, projected to possibly come up baja california into southern california wow so it'd be one of the very very rare instances in the last century and a half in which a hurricane possibly has made landfall in a place like san diego or la so while we're talking about needs for prayer for our listeners one thing and i don't know if people are tuning into this much or not but um on the geopolitical scale all of Western Africa right now, the conditions are ripe for them going to war. And if this happens, there's going to be a bloodbath of humanity. And, and so I just, I really appeal to our listeners, um, please, in your, in your prayer, please appeal to God, especially the Blessed Mother, for, for peace, that conversion of hearts and minds of those who are in power and control, that they would work towards solutions of peace and for the good of the people. Because it could it could easily ignite and turn into just a horrendous loss of human life there. So many unfortunately tragic stories have come from um, uh, the global south and particularly sub-Saharan Africa. So definitely we will add that to our prayers. And so we have our uh, next guest who is with us, uh, Sister Mary Ann Fatula. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you so much, Father, and I'm I'm very grateful for your having me. Oh, it's a real treat. Um, let's go ahead and, and start by getting a little bit of background. Uh, if you can tell us about yourself, uh, where where you come from, and and how you have been um, how you've been serving in in the Lord's Vineyard as a, a religious sister. Yes, Father. And before we begin, I'd really uh, like to ask the Holy Spirit to anoint our conversation, to bless uh, all those listening, bless all of us and our loved ones, and. I really grant that everything in us may be for the glory of the Blessed Trinity. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sister. Amen. Uh, so um, I have a very simple life story. I was blessed with wonderful parents, very devout Catholics. I'm the oldest, second oldest of eight children. Um, I was taught by beautiful Dominican sisters, and I always felt the Lord drawing me to belong to Him in religious life. And 
I, I loved the, the, the mission of St. Dominic to, to proclaim the truth of the Lord Jesus throughout the world. And I was blessed to enter the Dominican Sisters when I was after high school. Um, I taught religion in high school and then was blessed to uh, receive a doctorate in uh, theology, systematic theology from the Catholic University. And then I taught uh, university students at Ohio Dominican University for over 30 years. I, I loved every minute of my life. And and now I'm more elderly <laughs> and I'm serving as a sacristan and organist, actually, at our Moen Healthcare Center. And you're, you're, so uh, very <laughs> you're also an author. How many, how many books have you, have you written and published? Well, in my early years, I, I had done four. There, I mean, they're, they're not, I mean, they're simple books. I, I had written four earlier in my life when I was teaching, uh, several of them for my students. And then the past three for the Fiat Institute Press, um, the uh, little book on heaven, heaven splendor, and then a book on drawing close to the Holy Spirit, and then this last book on uh, the wonders of the Mass and the Eucharist, Insights of the Saints. So I, I'm, Sophia has been so good to me. I'm, they're a beautiful publishing company. I, I love all the people who work there and with whom I've been in contact. Very, I feel very blessed. Well, that's a very good endorsement for them. We appreciate that. The, um, now, how about what was the inspiration uh, for this particular uh, book, The Wonders of the Mass and the Eucharist, Insights on the Saints? Like, so what point does it start bubbling in you to do this, and how does the project come together for you? Yes, well, Father, you know, um, I, I, I feel so blessed that really from the very first day of my first Holy, my first Holy Communion, I, I was drawn by the Lord to go to daily Mass and receive the Lord. So my whole life I've, I've really been blessed with a very deep love for the Mass and the Lord in the Eucharist. And about three years ago I felt that the Holy Spirit drawing my heart to gather for myself of the most beautiful, the most tender, the most profound writings of the most beautiful saints that I could find for, for my own benefit so, so I could meditate on them and they could just inspire me. But as I was collecting these uh, these writings and reading them, I was so touched that I, I did feel that the Holy Spirit wanted me to share this with others, and that's how the book came to be. Excellent. Well, we are visiting with uh, Sister Mary Ann Fatula about this book, The Wonders of the Mass and the Eucharist, Insights on the Saints. Um, we were guessing that maybe the, all of this talk about uh, the Eucharistic revival was uh, sort of an inspiration uh, that, that led you this direction. Can you talk about how the Eucharistic revival has been kind of affecting you and, and your um, uh, what, what the Lord is asking you to do? You know, Father, I must humbly confess that uh, when I was drawn to start gathering these writings, I did not know, I did not even know about the, Eucharist, the Eucharistic revival. So the fact that this uh, book coincides with the Eucharistic uh, revival truly is the Holy Spirit doing. Uh, but I, I become so much more aware of of how many people have uh, have no no no. Catholics who have no real faith in what is really happening at Mass, that this is truly the Lord Jesus who makes present His last supper, His death and resurrection to us. We, we're not remembering what He did. We are really there. And, and so fewer and fewer Catholics who really know that at Mass we receive not a, a holy symbol or remembrance, but 
Jesus himself, and, and as the saints tell us, I love how St. John Chrysostom said, you know, we, we received, we eat the precious body of Jesus that suffered on the cross for us. We, we drink his precious blood, which flowed down from the cross on us. This is what happens at Mass. And, and so this, uh, this tremendous uh, contribution that the saints can make to us and do make to us during this Eucharistic revival, I, I think really is, is, uh, is, is a tremendous blessing. So, Sister Marianne, in, in the earlier part of the show, we were <clears throat> talking more about a kind of a charismatic ex- expression of faith. And, there, and the, you know, there's a quote from St. Paul about making a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving in every uh, circumstance yes. to God the Father and yes. Christ Jesus. And I, and I was saying how, well, the word for that is Eucharist. Would, would you be prepared to talk to us a little bit? How, how is the Eucharist, how is it a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to God the Father and Christ Jesus? Yes, and, and I mean, what happens at Mass, we, again, the Lord Jesus is sacrificed on the cross for us, which he, he made present ahead of time to his beloved apostles at the Last Supper so that they could really eat his flesh and drink his blood, which would be set on the cross for them the following day. And the, the Lord himself makes this present. But, but, but there, it is on the sacrifice of the cross, the Lord offered himself to the Father, uh, every piece of himself uh, on behalf of us, and, and but also gave himself to us. So he is the sacrifice, really of joy and, and uh, praise. And, and and when we are present at Mass, I I am praying for this so much more that every one of us may may know that. Um, I mean, when the Lord says, "Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood." You have no life in you. It, I mean, we can have all kinds of... I mean, the ants have... It's insects have life. And so many of us are starving today, and we don't know it. And even uh, good Catholics before COVID who had gone to Mass now, maybe, and who could go physically to Mass now, may feel comfortable, well, I'll watch Mass on the computer. But that's like starving people looking at a tremendous banquet on TV and saying, oh, I, I can be fed by just sitting here. No, as, as, as um, St. John Henry Newman says, we must go to the Lord to have his life within us. So that means making a physical action of leaving our home, going to the church and being present where he is so that we may take into ourselves his life. I, I think there are, we, we have so many problems we are suffering from today. And people don't realize how much more joy, how much more peace, how much more contentment they could have in their souls. It's on, I, I love how St. Elizabeth Van Seton said before she became a Catholic, she said, if I believe what Catholics believe, that they have God himself, I would, we, they must be the happiest persons on the face of the earth. And I always think to myself, well, we would be <laughs> if only we would get it that we are so privileged to receive Jesus himself. If only we would go there to receive him. Yes, if only we would appreciate what it is that we've been given. So, Well, Sister Marianne, uh, we will continue this discussion on the other side of the break as we are talking with uh, uh, with Sister Marianne and, and her book, The Wonders of the Mass and the Eucharist, Insights of the Saints. And we'll continue this discussion after the break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. 
We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Filippis of St. Luke Productions. The Deep Desire of the Magi Why did the Magi set off from afar to go to Bethlehem? The answer has to do with the mystery of the star which they saw in the east and which they recognized as the star of the King of the Jews, that is to say, the sign of the birth of the Messiah. So their journey was inspired by a powerful hope toward the kingship of God himself. The Magi set out because of a deep desire which prompted them to leave everything and begin a journey. This is the mystery of God's call, the mystery of vocation. It is part of the life of every Christian. When the Magi came to Bethlehem, going into the house they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Here at last was the long-awaited moment, their encounter with Jesus. Going into the house, this house in some sense represents the church. In order to find the Savior, one has to enter the house which is the church. They fell down and worshipped him and offered him gifts, gold, frankincense and myrrh. Here is the culmination of the whole journey. Encounter becomes adoration. It blossoms into an act of faith and love which acknowledges in Jesus, born of Mary, the Son of God made man. The secret of holiness is friendship with Christ and faithful obedience to his will. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. What a treat it is to uh, visit with you today here on Real Presence Live. Father James Gross, joined by Father Jason Leffer, priest of the Diocese of Fargo. And we are continuing our conversation with uh, this uh, delightful Dominican sister, Sister Marianne <laughs> Fatula, and uh, educator who is um, uh, enlightening us on uh, the book, The Wonders of the Mass and the Eucharist, Insights of the Saints, Father. So, Sister Marianne, I have, <clears throat> I have all kinds of questions I'd love for you to <laughs> speak to us about, but one of those. Um, you know, because we're coming off of the solemnity of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, where there, there's quite an emphasis on, on the body, and there seems like there's such an attack on the human body and the dignity of the human body these days that we want to discard it or escape it or destroy it. And again, I think out of the envy of Satan, who doesn't have a body, he, you know, he wants us to destroy our bodies as well. And the fact is, God oh, no. wants to save us in and through his body and he wants our bodies for all of eternity kind of thing but what i why, why i did that little background there is to say you know a lot of people think about like going to mass or you know we always talk this way or we really see ourselves as kind of like just going or what have you but <laughs> could, could you speak to us a little bit about why you know there's reception and communion which is oh, that's incredible but really the moral obligation like on this this past tuesday was literally to go to Mass and worship God. The moral obligation is to worship God. So could you speak to us a little bit about, like, when we talk about going to Mass or going to Eucharist, like, 
Can you speak to us about the, the the worship part of it? Why why is it why why has God created us to worship? Why is he why is he commanding us to come before his presence and worship him? And what what good does it do for us to go to quote Eucharist and worship God? Uh, yes, sir, this is a tremendously excellent question. Um, I, I've been thinking about this lately, that um, it, our, our human nature is wounded by original sin, the effects of original sin, and it's so easy for us to take the easy path of laziness, selfishness, ingratitude, and we don't even realize it. And when you say that the devil is attacking the reality and the value of the body, it is so true that we were made body and soul, and we were made to have the joy of the Trinity in our body and soul. And our joy in heaven is going to be that every piece of us will know the glorious joy, the exaltation, the jubilation of worshiping um, the Blessed Trinity. And here on earth, we have actually heaven here on earth. And, and again, so many of us are leading lives that are far, far, far less happy, far less fulfilled, and we, 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 we don't even realize how, how unfulfilled and how unhappy we are. We, we're content with so little, but in, even in that little contentment, we, we we're so ungrateful. And it seems to me what we really need to focus on, and, and parents need, and grandparents need to, 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 to teach their children, is gratitude. We go to, to Mass to say, thank you, most blessed Trinity. I worship you. This is what we'll be doing for all eternity. And it will be jubilation and joy. But this spirit of gratitude, but also gratitude for our physicality. We can't deny that we are made to love a physical presence of those we love. You know, phone calls are fine, but nothing compares to holding someone we love in our arms. And as St. John Chrysostom and St. Thomas Aquinas point out, we were made for the physicality that Jesus himself gives us in the Eucharist. He gives us physically. As St. John Chrysostom says, you not only eat, you not only see Jesus, you hold him, you eat him. And so when we go to Mass, it's really the fulfillment here on earth. It's a taste of heaven. Uh, again, uh, St. John Vianney would say, when you come away from Mass and someone says to you, where, are you, where have you been? Shout out, I've been in heaven, and I'm taking heaven home with us. So this is not some kind of, some kind of oh, boring duty. This, this is everything we're made for. And people who start going back to Mass, or who will start going to Mass, begging the Lord to give them the faith to see what's with the eyes of faith, what's really happening at Mass, they will begin to see a great difference in their lives. Just as the saints say, especially the converts, right? Um, St. Uh, John, uh, Henry Newman, uh, we, they, they say, I found a peace, a contentment, a joy, the peace the only the Lord can give, a joy and peace I never had before. And if people would just give the Lord the chance, they would find a joy and peace that they're seeking but don't even know that they're seeking. Uh, the, the, mass, the Mass truly is heaven here on earth. The Lord himself is heaven here on earth. We're not going to Mass to, to kind of have a nice social gathering with our friends. We are there at the Lord's Last Supper where he feeds us with the most sweet of, of his precious body and blood. Nothing can compare with the contentment that Jesus in his physicality gives us in our physicality. 
So, Sister Marianne, the, the book, The Wonders of the Mass and Eucharist Insights on the Saints, could you introduce us to some of the, some of the saints who take precedence in, or priority in, in this book? To, which were the ones that you were drawn to, and, and why are they prominent in this, in this book? Yeah, yes. Well, I mean, I love them all. Otherwise, I would have put them in there. <laughs> but, yeah, but how can we choose? I well, I always say, I always say, I, I have the best of all things. I was, I was baptized in All Saints Day, so I get all the saints. So <laughs> I, I have to say, I have to say, my two most personal favorites are are, are Saint John Chrysostom because uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas draws from him, and even though she doesn't know it, Catherine of Siena does too. John Chrysostom is is uh, the par excellence brother in the Lord, full of tenderness. He, he's the one who, who stresses and says, you know, you you are truly there when you are at Mass. You are at the Lord's Last Supper. You are at His crucifixion. What joy and peace fill your soul when you you are you are there, and His precious blood is poured out upon you as it was at the crucifixion. And and he, and he says, and what joy, what power. You, when we leave from the mass, he says, you are you are like lions breathing forth power because it, it, it makes the devil free. Because devil free because you are filled with the precious blood uh, of Jesus, uh, which nothing on earth uh, can equal in its power. And Saint Catherine of Siena takes that same thing about the power of the precious blood uh, poured out upon us and in us uh, in the Eucharist. You know, she says that just as the Hebrews believe that life is in the blood. When, when we see a loved one suffering, it, it truly breaks our heart. But when we see blood pouring out from a wounded loved one, nothing breaks our hearts more than seeing the blood of our loved one being poured out. And St. Catherine says, this precious blood of Jesus is poured out upon us to be our salvation, our wholeness, and, and, and our power. You know, we, so many of us are suffering from problems. We don't know where to turn where to go, and she says, go to Jesus, let him, let him bathe you in his precious blood, let him heal you, let him make you whole again, let him fill you with his, with his joy and, and peace. And of course, St. Therese of Lisieux also says, you know, we, 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 are, we receive the Lord and his sacred species, his presence it, it, through the sacred species is present within us perhaps 15 minutes, but he comes to us in the Eucharist in order to deepen his presence within us through sanctifying grace. So we continue to carry heaven within us. He says, you know, the Lord lives in the, the, the tabernacles in all the world, but so that he may live even more deeply in the heaven of our souls. And how wonderful it would be if people could walk around knowing and saying truly, oh, Jesus, I have heaven within me. You, you know, make my soul more and more your heaven. And so this and we see this in, in really in, in all of the saints. But I would say those three are, are... Oh, and I must also, to my beloved St. Thomas Aquinas, a fellow Dominican, in his Adorate Devote, when he says, you know, oh, Jesus, loving Lord, uh, oh, Pelican, Jesus, Lord, I'm clean I am, but wash me clean with your blood, one drop of which is enough to cleanse the entire world of all its guilt. But Jesus has given us more than one drop of his precious blood. He pours his precious blood yeah. into us and upon us. And it's saving, it's whole, it's making us whole, it's, it's healing us, it's filling us, uh, filling that ache for love within us that nothing else, that nothing created in the world uh, right. can satisfy. 
Well, we only have a couple of minutes left with you here, sister, but uh, maybe just as a concluding question, what kind of target audience did you have in mind or to whom would you be most likely to recommend uh, this book? Well, I hope everyone. <laughs> I hope that those who I hope those who are already going to mass and loving the Lord in the Eucharist may be drawn even more deeply. We, I mean, the the Lord is an ocean, an endless ocean of love. We can never, never exhaust the treasures He has for us at the mass and the Eucharist. But also, may hopefully they may have someone in their family or their friends who haven't uh, gone to mass, or those who who are not Catholic and. And this may have a curiosity. This is why I hope and pray that uh, maybe readers would be drawn to share to to read this book and share it with with people. They feel the Lord is, might be drawing, and, and of course, pray for these people. But to say, would you you know come to mass with me? I, I I've done this with several people myself, and two of my dear friends became Catholic. I said, please come to mass with me. And uh, so I, I I I pray that this book would be really uh, of value. To, to anyone, but it would be it would be someone with with a with a sincere and open heart, and who really wants more. Someone who wants more in his or her life, and who isn't just thinks you know what they have now isn't enough. And who of us can say that what we have now is enough? Because we're made for infinite joy. Right. And this uh, this um, these, these saints are so sweet. So they're they're dear friends of us. I, I'm positive that anyone who reads this book will be drawn to these dear saints as dear friends of their souls. And, and I know I myself, that what these saints say, they, they draw us back. We don't say, oh, okay, I just I read that, I'm finished with it. I'm drawn again and again. I want to, I want to read their words again because they have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And they, they, their, their words fill our souls and keep drawing us, and keep drawing us back to the Mass and the Lord in the Eucharist. Well, again, the name of the book is The Wonders of the Mass and the Eucharist, Insights of the Saints. Sister Mary Ann Fatula, what a treat it was to visit with you today. Thank you very much for your time. Blessings to you and uh, the fellow sisters in your community. Oh, thank you, Fathers. I'm so grateful. God bless you all. Bless all of your, your listeners. Uh, you're doing a wonderful work for the Blessed Trinity's glory. Thank you very much. Well, after this break, we are going to have a wonderful testimonial story about a newcomer to the Diocese of Fargo. We'll hear the story of Father Derek Lear after this break. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 